Hello and welcome to The Natural 7. Now this is a bit of a different intro than usual because we split the last episode into two separate parts. This summer season has been pretty crazy for us here at The Natural 7, but we are still working away as best as we can. As we head through the end of August, things should calm down and get back to normal around here. So expect a regular upload schedule soon. But thank you for bearing with us during these crazy times. So without further ado, let's hear that theme music. Last time on The Natural 7. Destin sacrificed himself and left with the Scav General, leaving behind his compatriots. Rylas had a brush with death, while Val wanted to charge ahead to save their friend. The rest of the party eventually talked them down, and they decided to regroup and head to the dung pile to request aid from the Diamond. They stopped in Robar to find it nearly deserted. Then they arrived on the outskirts of the dung pile. And that's where we join our adventuring party. And by the time you arrive at the pile, it starts, there's a quite a chill in the air. Uh, you do notice that you encounter very few people on the road. Um, and and you, as you arrive at the dung pile, you'll recall that it's shaped like a giant dome of dirt and trash and other <clears throat> excrement that make up the dome. But inside of the dome, there are there's a whole ruined city. This ruined city, of course, is most famous for having impossibly tall towers in it um, that are fully functional. They're people they're used as housing, or they're used as uh, states, and there's even one has claimed for themselves. That being said, when you arrive, there is a long tunnel that is, uh, is constantly being constructed because the dung, the dung pile is ever-growing, so that the construction team is constantly working to extend the tunnel. You know the tunnel leads directly to the mid-city because uh, people don't want to have to walk through the low city. Uh, it's terrible there. Uh, rich people will happily pay any amount of money to avoid poor people. That being said, you arrive at the entrance of the tunnel, where there are uh, there is a place to what do you call that? Like a, there's like a a place in which you can converse with the guardsmen. The checkpoint. Yeah, the checkpoint. Yeah, we we remember we remember that. Yeah, yeah there's a checkpoint, which is like a little uh, protrusion that's coming out okay. from the tunnel. Good night. The guardsman is still protected from the environment, but you can speak. I'm so a little guilty because I ex I kind of traumatized the crooked guard last night. Well, we also got turned one in for being kind of naughty. The guard <laughs> yes. captain. Speaking of which, let's bring that memory back up. Where are we at? Where is? Oh yeah, 
uh, as you approach the checkpoint, you see a guards person standing there with their back to you. And as you approach, they turn around, and it's STEM. I put my oh. also well, as we're walking in, I put my face mask on. Very good. Cover my burns. It's gonna be awkward. Uh, you meet STEM, the sort of um, <laughs> the blonde. Hey. <laughs> I don't remember. The sort of lowly guard who, as you know, uh, accepts bribes, but he only does it for his daughter, etc. Et whatever you remember. That's why I'm snapped. Uh, yeah. He's like, oh. Shit. <laughs> Welcome to the dunk pile. Yeah. Do you have any business? We're here. Yes, to... we're here to see the diamond. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anything else? Don't make me go through this with you again. That was... Okay, I made my amends. Alright. Mm hmm. You did, which means. And we have legit business with the diamond, so let us in. Alright. I'll write it down, but. Uh, and he does sort of like do like some chicken scraps on a paper <laughs> and says like let him in and the big doors open uh, specifically they it's it sinks into the ground to allow you entrance and then there's a crank that pulls you back up and you enter once again into the city of the Dunfile. wait does stem also have to crank it back up oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, he comes over and he's like, I hate this part. <laughs> There's like another guardsman. Um, yeah, supervised, of course, by their superior who is wearing all white, uh, whereas the other guards are just like the ratty uniforms yeah. that barely recognizable as guardsmen. Um, but the superior is, of course, entirely spotless white. And uh, welcome back to the gun pile. I'd like to go find some magic items. Some shops. Do I have the store for you? <laughs> no, no. Shopping uh, episode. I think we just had there used to, to be this great on. magic item store. Yeah. Don't know. There's also this luxury it. resort and spa called the La- the Crown Jewel. Okay, maybe I can go there and get my face fixed. <laughs> the ultimate facial. Um, um, I will go straight to. Very good. So here in the state. Again, yep, yep. as you travel through the tunnel, there are multiple entrances that are literally barred off with iron bars into the lower city that have been heavily locked and guarded. Um, and you periodically see, like, destitute, malnourished people, like, reaching through the bars. But for those of you who are a little more uh, streetwise, you know that those people are actually trying to reach to grab the guard's wallet. Oh. And, uh... They, you continue, and the tunnel leads, like I said, directly into the into the mid city. So the dome opens up into this open air, giant chamber in which there is uh, rows and rows of uh, streets and aves and alleyways with buildings made of, you know, muck, like most things are in here. But then as you get farther in the mid city, you start getting wood, and you start getting stone, and then there is a uh, stone wall that separates the mid city and the upper city. Now, you've been to the upper city once. Now it's to meet with Virian. Otherwise, as you approach, there is a number of guards guarding it. And you see that most people are keeping, or uh, steering away from them as not many people come in and out. What do you do? I'll approach, I guess. One of two ways. Stop in the name of the diamond. How can I help you? We're actually here to see the diamond. Ah, sure. Anything else? We have a meeting with them. Look, I know this is 
We do, yes. It's it's for tomorrow. Oh, wait, do I? Who who has the letter? I have a letter. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'll well, pull that out and show it to them. Of course, uh, yes. Look at it. Uh, my as he as he reads, he's like, "My apologies. I can't imagine how many times I get told that lie every day." Right. And, right. Uh, ah. Uh, signed by Burian Hastoff, uh, uh, Lord Mary Brother. Sure, this looks legit. Very good. Uh, will you all be coming? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Very good. And that thing is going to come? What? That thing. Oh, Ark. Yeah, she's fine. Okay. Um, she's a friend. I suppose so. Let me just get my supervisor just just okay. Uh, and yeah, again, you notice that all these guards are in that sparkling pearl, like pearly white. Uh, mm-hmm. And you wait for a few minutes, and a man approaches, and this man is adorned with a ridiculous amount of like uh, accommodations and medals. Um, and their suit is not white; it's more of like a pearl, like a mother of pearl, opalescent sort of color. And uh, perfectly clean shaven, like everything is like like a like a mannequin almost, like perfectly kept in um, appearance. And they approach. Greetings, citizen. I am Captain Gerkson. I am told you're here to see the diamond. Uh huh. Yeah, that, that, that's correct. Very good. I have overlooked your paperwork. They will get you as far as the pound. But. Your meeting is not until tomorrow. Circumstances have changed. We need to meet with them today. I understand your concern. You are allowed into the upper city, but do not expect leniency from the diamond. If you must wait, you will wait. Is there someone we should go talk to up there that you could point us to to... Like of assistant. I'd be happy to give you direction. Thank you. To the palace or anywhere else in the upper city. Just keep in mind that the second your meeting is concluded, I ask you immediately leave. Uh, right. Very good. I will have my deputies escort you. Thank you. Welcome. Mm-hmm. And ever shine the diamond. That guy. Oh, ever shine the diamond. diamond. No, it's a different thing we're supposed to say. And also with you. No. (laughs) Carrick would know what we're supposed to say. Listen, I do. I feel like we might have history check down, but I don't remember. What are we doing? To to reply to ever shine the diamond? Isn't there like a specific? I don't think you know. No, it never came up. No, we did because we went through this the first time around. But I I do not remember. I thought you just responded with Evershine the Diamond. Me too. I don't remember that. I could have swore we found out the proper reply. I'm pretty, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure we didn't come up with a I think reply. The, I think we figured out that the proper response is to just say Evershine, Evershine the, diamond the Diamond back. Oh, that might be it. All right. I don't... I mean, if I'm wrong, correct, but I don't remember coming up with a response. Oh, then maybe if you didn't, then maybe it's not. I so don't remember that we either. we just responded and I thought it was... Maybe, maybe Carrick said something really smart and <laughs> I was like, hey, that's really good. And then I forgot to write it Never down. shine the diamond. <laughs> anyway, um, I only say that because there's kind of a reason 
for that. No, no, it needs to be set. You'll you'll probably figure it out. Yeah. Quickly. Uh, but yeah, there's a reason. Anyway, all right. The gates are open, and you are led into the upper city. And there is a marketable difference because now the roads are paved. There are these strange, very thin pillars on the side of the road which emanate light. Wow. Very cool. Some sort of magical spell, I'm sure. Um, and of course, again, seeing them up close is incredible. These towers, they, they make almost perfect squares at their base, and then they just go straight up. They don't like slope or curve. They're just like, and it's impossible amount of material. Um, like, yeah. Meta, meta question. Yes. <laughs> Would these towers be, say, I don't know, metal and glass with big square panes that indeed perhaps would fit in well in another more modern world yeah you could say that they, they, they vary some <laughs> yes but uh for example the one Burian is in mm-hmm. it's a shared tower uh you know that like the lord meriwether has oh, yeah, yeah. uh uh owned like the two floors um of the tower that tower was predominantly uh, or- ornamented with ornament ornamented ornamented <laughs> Ornamented with windows. Yeah, it's a shame what happened to a Columbus, Ohio. What? You said it was a modern building, looked like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey. (laughs) Okay. Got it. (laughs) So, uh... Hey, um, why... Why aren't... These places really nice. Why aren't more people allowed up here? I don't have time to explain Whoa. class systems to you right now. Soon on, we can't. We can get into that later. It's just like back in the regency. Okay. I promise. Save that you question know what? for later. Fair. I will shelve that. We're gonna get you a we'll book give you... to write all your questions in, I and can't. we'll do a bonus episode. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Never mind. Oh I gosh. Can't read. Don't worry. We'll, we'll explain it to you when we give you Rylus a smart potion. Oh my god. Okay. We we head follow the directions <laughs> to the palace. Books. Very good. Yes, yeah, so you're accompanied with two guards. Uh, the guards, as soon as they are with outside of eyesight and earshot of, of Captain Guxum, um, they immediately relax and they start chatting with each other. Uh, and they'll answer your questions if you have them. But um, yeah, they, they lead you to the palace. The palace itself is hard to miss. Uh, you vaguely remember how to get to Burian's place, but the palace itself hard to miss. It's 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 in the center, and as you approach it, you notice something strange. Um, one of the dung pile's best kept secrets is that in the very center of town, past the mid city into the high city, or with all these giants towers that touch the ceiling itself, possibly tall, beautiful avenues, in the very center of it all, there's a giant hole in the ground. <laughs> Just a dirty pit. <laughs> and 24, I shouldn't say 24. <laughs> Uh, through the day and through the night, there is constantly a uh, some sort of mining excavation happening. Um, it's kind of annoyingly. It can be kind of kind of loud, um, which is annoying. But uh, it's just this giant gaping pit, and its most prominent feature is a giant elevator, uh, like a pulley system, uh, where big buckets of material are lifted up and up and up till it gets all the way to the top of the of the dome it is dumped on top of the pile oh. and then the bucket comes back down to be refilled 
Are they fortified in the outside with more garbage to keep the flash and freeze out? I've not really looked too hard into it. Okay, I don't plan to right now. We got pressing matters. I'll write that down in my book of questions that you guys can answer later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone has a little pamphlet that they can <laughs> fill out. Okay, um, yeah, so uh, I will say that for like Herrick, Herrick would know this the best just for proximity reasons, but the common uh, assumption, like the common reasoning that people have is that, uh, is that, uh, is, uh, uh, yeah, is that, yeah, the, 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 the dome protects from the flash and Mm-hmm. Uh, and people will make excuses as to why it keeps increasing, but nobody really knows why. Uh, I said it's a well kept secret, but like some people, you know, people know that there's like this digging happening, but they just, as per order of the diamond, they just dump it on top. There's like something down um, there. And that's why the pile just keeps growing. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. why they have to keep building that tunnel. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so. Serious. Anyway, <laughs> you approach the palace. And the palace itself is, again, also strangely geometric. Uh, it's like a compound of a bunch of rectangles together. Um, metal and glass with some wood. Uh, there's a little garden, which is the one of the few pieces of sizable uh, foliage you've seen in the entire dunk pile. Uh, in fact, you even see some greenery. Like, uh, there's these delicate-looking little, almost like blades of green... Uh, that don't crunch under your step instead they sort of like cushion your boot Uh, and then there's these really delicate looking not flowers but like they're these like collections of gentle leaves Um, things that would not survive outside like the first flash first freeze would immediately kill these delicate looking plants Uh, but it's this beautiful little like topiary like uh, garden Uh, think of Versailles but like much smaller. <laughs> and that includes, like, flowers and stuff as well? Uh, or is it just kind of like greenery? Mostly just greenery. Okay. I'll say, as you approach the front door, uh, you, en- you, can, you can enter the lobby unhindered, basically. Inside the lobby, there are these beautiful, like, marble floors and pillars, like, this, like, uh, carpeting and uh, paintings of old men and women that you don't really know off the top of your head and a huge desk in which a tiny woman sits. Um, and behind her, there is a uh, giant painting of who you can only assume is Kyrian, the, the diamond, because it is the largest portrait in the entire room. It goes all the way to the ceiling. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> and It's like a uh, Mario 64. It's like a Sounds very, about right. It's ah. a very attractive looking man. Pretty andro- androgynous, but very, very, but so masculine, but most but a man. Um, they're positioned <laughs> with their elbows on a big table, with their fingers interlaced underneath their chin, staring at the viewer of the painting. And uh, his dark brown hair, big brown eyes, uh, is uh, and is wearing this pure white, uh, like. Uh, loud looking like ridiculously <laughs> shaped like caught like fluffy collar kind of dress um and uh he's like painted along with like an apple and like uh, he's holding like a he has like a literal like a bowl of diamonds in this painting and like he's just not subtle at all it's, it's a painting of prince <laughs> <laughs> yeah i took a painting of louis 16th 
and prints and put them together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you're looking at right now. Oh, wow. That's what you're looking at. Right wow. now. One of those people is far worst. more attractive than the other. True. <laughs> yeah. Okay, standards have changed. Anyway, uh, and I'm if you notice, underneath the portrait, the there's four flowers that are in a glass case and they're Ooh. very carefully kept. Uh, they're very clearly mm. meant to be like a prize. Uh, but it's on display because, of course. Anyway, um, show of as you you can approach the desk, if you uh, I pull everyone back. All right, I have a plan. Carrick, I need your help with this. As you can oh, tell, oh. I'm not my best right now. But yes. the plan is to use my status as route warden to get an emergency meeting. But with if they ask, I'm going to pretend like I can't talk right now. And if they ask why, I'll take my face mask off and show them why. Ooh. So you're oh. going to do all the talking for me. Uh, I can probably make that work, yes. All right. So just mention that, and I'll show them my, mention I'm a route warden and show them my badge. I'll show them my badge. And we'll go from there. <sighs> all right. Let's give it a shot then, shall we? All right. <clears throat> Before Wait. that, can I cast Enhance Ability on Kirk? Of course. Or charisma. Ooh. Uh, I cast a second level spot. You will notice that this mostly empty chamber does echo with your voice as you speak the words. Oh. But uh, other than looking up from her paperwork, the receptionist just and doesn't uh, doesn't say anything. I also grab Kirk and I pull up my flask. I take a sip mm-hmm. of this. It will calm your nerves. And I cast Guidance on it. <laughs> Very good. Yes. I'll never say no to a drink. But before I do this, uh, it was a woman at the desk, right? Uh, indeed it is. A small okay. one. Very prim and popper, proper, like hair up, like not a single hair out of place kind of thing. Mm. And my, um, uh, my enhance ability spell, by the way, that thankfully she didn't call us on, uh, is I intoned Kagela's name, Kagela. And then I um, create like this droplet of like midnight black oil on my finger and I just kind of let it drip onto your tongue. He had to get his mouth open first. (laughs) That's not hard. (laughs) I know you usually only do this for your wife, but I need to... Quick, give me another swig. I need to wash the taste. (laughs) Just ring the bell real quick. (laughs) I was going to say that, but held back. Alright, alright. We walk forward. Excuse me, madam, uh, but there's an important matter I wish to discuss with you. He's busy. I... Understand that. Uh, we were supposed to have a meeting with him tomorrow. However, there have been some outside influences that have had to push forward the necessity for, of this meeting. I understand your concern, sir or madam. However, the the, be- the diamond is very busy and <laughs> running right. the city. I'm going to take have it to see, well, out I'm, my badge before she finishes and just shove it on the desk in her face under like what she's doing. Oh. As you can see, the matter does pertain to the route wardens. So I think okay. it would be best That's new. if we could expediate this process. Do you have a, do you have a name this meeting is under? Uh, it might be under the name Lucas. She flips through a book. Like a ledger. <laughs> I look at Carrick. I'm just like th- through my face mask. You can just see like the eyebrows and be like, 
<laughs> he does not look at you. I don't see a meeting under the name Lucas. I, I, I look just as then, confused. Like, then the other name it would be under would be Birian. 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 Star Chasing Society. Tomorrow you said. Let's yes. See. Yes. In between. Yes, that event on council meeting. Ah, yes. Under the name Virian Asta. Oh, I see. Ah. I see. Yes. Uh, she pulls out a piece of paper. She's like, I thought I heard that name before. She opens it up, and Eric, if you lean over the desk, you recognize your sister's handwriting. Oh, oh my mm-hmm. god. It's like this cursive, oh. <laughs> like glowing loop, and it says, ah, this is that. Good. Well, uh, this letter of recommendation went a long way, uh, Lucas. Lucas. Oh. You're with them. <laughs> All look at Carrick <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yes. are you here on behalf of your grandfather? What chance? Uh, like, yes, she says it, it, it does... It does have a matter that could pertain to him as well. Hmm. Very well. Well, if you can tell your route warden friend to keep his holster in his pants, then I can see what I can do about expediating this meeting. Can do I get a sense that this woman knows Carrick? Insight. <laughs> it is wisdom, wisdom. So disadvantage. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this conversation is too weird. Uh, I will say that upon oh, failure, uh, Sunan has a high passive insight, so if you get less than his passive insight, I'll oh. at least give you that. I believe it's 17? It both were bad, so I got a right. like 5. <laughs> Alright, in that case, Sunan, I'll, I'll tell Sunan. Um, Sunan, you have a passive insight of 17. Yeah. So with a nope. 7. Now it's 8. Oh, it went up. Great. 18. Oh my gosh. Um, I will say 18. To say that she does not know who Carrick is. She recognizes his name. But she's never met Carrick. Um, Lucas. is Because that's the name. Yeah, so Lucas has, didn't ring any bells. But you presume perhaps a last name did. <laughs> um, and apparently the, the grand his grandfather right. is important. Yeah. So I, I um, just kind of elbow him and I, I lean into whisper into his hood and I just say his grandpa's got social capital that I understand that was a, that was a big word Sunon uh-huh. it's, it's used a lot in I'll my home. pick up my badge and just like spin it between my fingers and put it back in my jacket it, it floats for a second as you flick yeah. it up and then grab it and, put it. and I, I look oh, at her and sick. just I, I say I was never here huh what huh. exactly she, she does not care at all <laughs> I think I'm safe she goes back to Carrick uh, and she's yeah, sort of right. like she, she's carefully keeping her desk very organized by moving like pen, pencils and papers and she pulls out a fresh brand new like very fancy looking piece of parchment she pulls out a pen mm-hmm. a quill and she's wow. just like and what exactly would you like me to say to the diamond to, in, to facilitate <sighs> uh, this expeditious so important meeting that you have you can give me a persuasion check if you'd like all right. Uh, advantage because I've been we need helping to... him. I think it's advantage because of spell. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I. <laughs> and guidance. <laughs> my whole plan was to help him, but then you ruined my advantage plot. Hey, I warned oh, you. Sorry. <laughs> that was okay. 
So yeah, go ahead and think well, about what's a yours. nineteen for me with guidance and advantage. Um, oh, not with guidance. Feel the that's sting a twenty. Of whiskey, so okay, not just that um, though. I grab his shoulder and reassure him, and flash a genius. I'll just twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yes, just let the diamond know that the scav saint has taken some drastic measures and has accelerated their own schedule. And at that point, I'll take off my mask and be like, as you can see, we're not messing around. Joking around. She definitely looks appalled and surprised by your appearance, but controls it very quickly. I'll put the mask back. Very good. I will deliver this. Uh, She wrote down everything you said, by the way. Including your comment. Oh, right. Um, Ugly face. Yeah, including a description. (laughs) (laughs) With a face on the M of the glove. That was the whole plot, is him wanting to see something horrendous. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you're going to love the Beatle. Diamond? Yeah, so very good. So with the 25. Yes, uh, so she will be delivering that message to Tyrion in order to expedite the meeting. Very good. However, before she steps away, she stops for a second and looks back and says, Did you mention the Scav Saint? You don't happen to mean uh, someone named, she looks through another piece of note, someone named Haleste? That is the name they would invoke, yes. Interesting. Well, I will deliver this letter, but I, I believe that I had some visitors here earlier. I think two men there's, I think they're in the lounge. They mention the same name. You oh, might want to, don't uh, you dare. You might want to, perhaps, uh, perhaps you know them. And Don't you I will, dare, Will. I will do my best to make this go as quickly as possible, but even my best, you will still be waiting for one. So make yourself comfortable I in the lounge. And she I will off. kill Esli. <laughs> I will kill Esli. <laughs> Who the hell is this going to be? And Huey. Remember I them? will kill them both. <laughs> oh. From the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Do you, at- do you attend the lounge? Yes. Well, oh, yeah. I storm over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, not wait, Carrick, I have a question. Wait, wait. Uh, uh. I'm following Carrick, <laughs> right. too. Carrick in the lead. You all approach the lounge area. It's technically just a, a section of this giant room, but it was kind of hard to see past the pillars, and there's a bunch of lounges... Uh, like different couches and comfortable areas. There's a table of which fresh fruit and wine have been placed. Um, and seated at this lounge area is two men. The first one is a gruff and sly looking fellow. He has oh, upgraded his wardrobe since you last saw him. Uh... <laughs> As he bears a pin on his chest, the crest of the Arcanium, a magical uh, society. Oh, okay. um, That's different then. This is, if you recall from the first episode, Heward Second Son. Uh, yeah. Prospect of Star, uh, Star Chaser, who Carrick you had a bit of a rivalry with. <laughs> and the second man is a very suave, long haired. Mm-hmm. Constantly with a smile, big, beautiful brown eyes looking man. Although, despite his best to hide it, you do see little flecks of 
calloused skin indicative of a scav or anyone who spends a lot of time on the surface. And they are wearing this opulent purple and gold doublet and, uh, and trousers, and they are lounging on this chair, completely not a care in the world, as they gently strum a golden lute. Mm-hmm. And that is where we're going to stop. Oh. No. But before the end I of the episode. I kill you. Derek, <laughs> calm down. Save it for next episode. <laughs> I'm going to hold him back. So, um, <laughs> before we end today's episode, let us come back to our, our separated son, oh. our departed hero, Destin. 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 I had omitted some details, of course, yeah. from my earlier description, but it saves me the time of explaining it now. For you find yourself somewhere cold and dark. Well, it's dark because you have a bag on your head. Somewhere cold and stone. And after what feels like hours, you've sort of lost track of time, but eventually someone rips the bag off your head. It is that diminutive, dark-skinned Gnome, I think. There's a gnome, right, Jonathan? I don't remember. I think so, yes. Kremlin? Yeah. Um, uh, rip, that they refer yeah. to as the scurrier. It's ripped to the bag off your head. And doesn't need to bend down much to get eye level with you. You're seated, of course. Um, and says, I want you. Uh, uh, I want I didn't you to really know. have a voice. I had a little bit. A little bit. I'll, I'll give him something. I would like you yeah. to know that this was not my idea. I wish such ugliness would have been put far away behind us, but Celeste has her plans, and who am I to stand in the way of a demigod? So, my friend, I promise no harm will come to you. However, I cannot promise your freedom anytime soon, so you might as well get acquainted with your cellmate. I'll look around. I'll come back with your food and water. And the scurrier leaves. As you do. Or as he leaves and you look around. It's a dark room. There is three cells. Well. Four cells. <laughs> the, on the one to your left. There is a corpse. This corpse is surprisingly well-maintained, as it's clearly dead, but it has evaded the decomposition process. For some way, some method, you are unaware how it's possible, but it's just long time dead, and yet it remains. To your, the cell to your right has a woman dressed in Ready, cloths. She appears to be mumbling to herself. And she has long black hair and is otherwise not paying attention to you. And there's something off about her. But before you have time to really investigate that, you notice the fourth cell, the largest cell, the one directly across from yours. It's big enough to hold 
a battalion of men. There are manacles on the wall, bloodstains all over, and yet it is reserved for a single man. A man who is a shell of his former self. Great muscles were now been deteriorated to these thin limbs, completely malnourished. The once golden hair has flopped, dirtied, and dulled. The bright eyes now sit <laughs> unmoving, and the, dis- the the look of insanity has taken over the facial facial features of the man. And yet they sit cross-legged, completely motionless, unaware of your presence or anyone else's presence. Is a man you know well, a man. you have been looking for for a very long time. One mine. Was it worth it? Thank you for listening to The Natural 7. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast service. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Natural 7. For bonus content, check out our Patreon at The Natural 7. And you can also shoot us an email at natural7podcast at gmail.com. Our awesome cast includes William Robert Gunn, Joshua Baird Carroll, Daniel Shee, Jesse Anderson, Jared Landro, and me, Jonathan Wright. Our logo and cover art was done by Johnny M. Intro music by Anthony Ray Gullickson. See you all next time, and remember, keep chasing those stars.